Welcome back to episode three of the New Era Leaks podcast. With you, as always, is myself, Joey Kanji, and uh, Gord Monroe, or Gordon. I don't know why I said Gord, but whatever. I always call you Gordon in the chat, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is, uh, we are recording on Sunday, April 25th. And uh, so, yeah, how was your, your weekend, Gordon? Uh, not too bad. I got to watch the Leafs. Uh destroy the Winnipeg Jets last night. So it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's pretty much all I did this weekend. Uh, what about you? Yeah. You know, I can't complain. Watch the the Leafs win two against Winnipeg and uh, the Jays take two or three in, uh, in the trop against Tampa. So, so nice. no complaining. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, before we get started, that and a fun fact I have that's kind of sad, but uh, uh, I think I think Gord will find it amusing. Uh, be sure to follow at New Era Leafs on Twitter and on Instagram too to keep up with the podcast and any other Leafs content. And also follow me on Twitter at Joey Kanji ninety eight and follow Gord at Ride the Pine eighty nine. So uh, yeah, go and do that. I, it takes like ten seconds to do, so I think you should. Yeah, Any- definitely go and do that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, before we get into something, I discovered something pretty, pretty, uh, pretty sad. I guess it's kind of sad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, no. uh, do I want to so, hear this? <laughs> um, so my birthday is on Wednesday, on the twenty eighth, oh. and um, I was like, "Oh my god, the Leafs play on my birthday." When was the last time this this was a thing? When was the last time something like this occurred? Because I do not remember. The last time that the Toronto Maple Leafs played a game on April 28th was the last time they made the second round against the Philadelphia Flyers on my sixth birthday. I am turning 23. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Yeah, I I mean, I'm lucky that I'm a March birthday, so the Leafs always play on my birthday. But, Mm -hmm. man... That's depressing. <laughs> yeah. I was Holy. like, is this the first time ever? Then I looked back, hockey reference schedules and stuff, and I was like, oh, no. God, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Not even, like, the lockout shortened season? I would have thought that. No, the right? lockout shortened season, the regular season was done by then. And they yeah. was it was like that little, like, two, three-day break before the playoffs. Oh, okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. No, I think there was one game played on the 28th for like the last game of the season from when I checked. Man, that's sad. Holy. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, to be honest, I thought you were going to throw that out there. The, uh, the, the game seven collapse or something against the Bruins. No, Uh, no. That's a topic we do not touch. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is probably worse. (laughs) Like (laughs) the last time you watched the Leafs play on your birthday was yeah. Like 16, no, 17 years ago. Yes. It was my sixth birthday. I will be turning 23 when I can see them play on my birthday again. Oh my God. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you get at least a nice little string of uh, Leafs playing on your birthday. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, so, yeah, um, another thing that I found out, which is kind of cool, we'll get into the games against the Jets that just happened because I know there's a lot to dive into the, the into those games. But this, I find this uh, pretty cool, too. Uh, the Leafs playing four straight against Montreal. The Leafs literally dictate whether the, the Habs make the playoffs or not, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean... 
Yeah, I honestly like, and in the Leafs have done really well against the Habs this year too. Um, I forget the exact record off the top of my head, but I think, I think they only have like, like four two, two and zero or something. Yeah, I think there's only two losses. They lost that two one game, and yeah. they lost one other one too. Right, I have the memory of a goldfish. But yeah, yeah, I think I think it's their four two and zero against the Habs this year. So I mean, if they can win three of those. Like and Calgary, if Calgary wins their game on Monday, then yeah. they're only two games back. Oh man! Or no, sorry, not two games, two points back. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it too. Uh the only thing holding Calgary back though is the fact that they're they have one or Montreal has one game in hand on them. Yeah, but Montreal has four games against the team that runs the East or sorry the the North. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean. <laughs> It's really possible that the Calgary Flames beat out the Montreal Canadiens, which would be funny because they're the two teams that uh, that changed coaches this year. And for one of them, I mean, Calgary, I think it's went pretty well. Like, they've kind of turned it around a decent amount. But Montreal has... It took uh, them a while to turn it around, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the start, it kind of sucked. But, yeah, I mean, they've definitely turned it around as of late. And Montreal is just kind of... Yeah, they've they've kind of fallen off like hard. The juggernauts. Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh my God. I I just it's so funny to to think Mm -hmm. back to like how many people were hyping them up like all the way from like the the free agency period until the start of the season. Everyone was like, "Wow, Montreal got so much better. They're the most improved team. They're gonna kill it." Blah blah blah. And then. They just, I mean, and they started off real hot. Like, they were insane the first few weeks. Not as good as the Leafs, though, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll get to that later, the lack of on the media attention that the Leafs get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, the Leafs just uh, took two in a row against the Winnipeg Jets and have essentially wrapped up first place in in the North Division. Like, they've all but done it, basically, like, they're have they're up by they're up eight points on the Jets with eight games remaining, so yeah. I think I think you can pretty much like they haven't technically clinched, but I don't see the Jets coming back eight points down this late in the season. Yeah, no, and I mean like even if the Jets like the Jets will have to win like, like if the Jets win every single game that they have remaining this year, and the Leafs just crap the bed. They might be able to, but I mean, even then, like, yeah, the lead's just way too much. Like, they're probably pretty safe uh, in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the two games against the Jets after um, uh, snapping the, the five-game lose, losing streak? Well, I mean, I looked at the deserve to win meter and the Leafs were trailing both games. So oh, no. Pretty sad. <laughs> okay, so yeah, just uh, just cancel these games. These games didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was nice to see them go on a five-game winning streak and then all of a mm. sudden it get crushed by uh, by their second-place division. Uh, Disappointing Ryan. to see. You can't see that kind of stuff happen in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're not built for the playoffs. They're going to out in four. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> no, but, three uh, even. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. But like even that. I mean, to be serious though, like I, I mean, I mean, I think they played pretty well. Even if the numbers did kind of say that they weren't, it was pretty close. I think both ways there was only like a few percentage points difference. Um. So I mean, even from like an analytics perspective, like it's pretty much a toss up. But I don't know. I mean, I think they played. Uh, 
I think they played pretty well, to be honest. See, I think uh, they've uh, they've kind of cracked Hellebuck for some reason. Like mm-hmm. they've just demolished them this year. Yeah, it's amazing what average goaltending at minimum can get the Leafs. Yeah, yeah, that's the real story, to be honest. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, Campbell's kind of re- had his resurgence, I guess. Like he's kind of come back around the last few games. Yeah, he had the that first one went in. And like, mm-hmm. I don't even think that goal was his fault, but I was like, oh God, that's like a terrible way for someone like Campbell to start. I was not expecting a good, a good start at all, but he held it together from that point on. So yeah. So yeah, he had a good outing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I was, I'm honestly pretty impressed by him. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think. I think the Leafs can kind of be pretty safe. Like, I, I think he's kind of dispelled any sort of, oh, no, Campbell fell off. He's come crashing back down to earth um, sort of talk around him. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think he's kind of bounced back for sure. And, I mean, just in general, like, the whole team, I think, played decently well. Um, like, it was, I mean, I know people, like, kind of say this, and it's usually pretty hyperbolic. But, like, I mean, these were, these kind of felt like playoff games, you know? Yeah, with the intensity between the two teams and the words that were said beforehand, like yeah. in between both games. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you want to get into that? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know where this came from. That like the Leafs all of a sudden like decide that they're gonna just throw a couple hits and all of a sudden they're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. It, yeah, I mean it's weird. They went from for years being laughed at for, Oh, they just, they, f- they fall over, you know, Oh, they're, they're, they're not a tough they're team soft. to play against. Yeah. They're soft. Soft, you know, sweet oh, they... number 88, William Nylander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they're just, it's so weird. Um, like, cause I don't even think anything that they've done the last, those couple of games were even dirty at all. Like, mm. I mean, I'm probably biased there. You know, maybe I'd be saying a little bit differently if it was the other way around, but I think, even if they were dirty, I'd say they're at like a similar level to what the Jets are um, in yeah. terms of like dirty plays. Like you saw, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, like there was one clip of him out, like back from the play. He literally just like used his skate and like kick out uh, or maybe used his stick, um, but like he tripped Justin Hall away from the play very intentionally. He got a penalty for uh, it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, just stuff like that, right? I, I don't think the Leafs are doing anything even close to that. No, uh, the, the one thing like that they like keep like pointing towards is the was the Galchenia kit on. Uh, who was it? Was it? It was Lowry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, Lowry. On, like I don't think there was like any intent there at all. Like that just looked like an accidental, like little like bump or whatever. Like, yeah, I got him so. in a bad spot. Like I, you can even tell on like the replay. Like they kind of like acknowledged each other afterwards and was like, and were like, "Oh shit, sorry, man, didn't mean that." Like hit you in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I don't, and I mean, it's Galchenyuk for God's sakes. Like he's nowhere near the dirty player. Does he even have like a any form of like? history with the uh, with department of player safety i don't even think so like yeah like i genuinely don't even think i'm gonna look it up right now actually I saw so but... many like jets fans on twitter and like the replies to like tweets showing that hit and they were like oh of course a bottom barrel player like him would do something like that <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no i don't 
No, I don't. I, I I'm looking and I don't see anything. I, I was looking up Galchenyuk suspension. Yeah, and nothing. There was yeah, like so. even even on the actual hit. It's not like he stuck out an elbow or like drove his shoulder through or anything or like like he even kind of like pulled back on the hit, but still like like it's so fast you can't just stop on a dime, right? Like there's still yeah. like contact there, but like he pulled up and like when he realized that like Lowry was in a bad spot too. Yeah, I mean they're different. They're kind of different um, in the way like the body parts involved, mm-hmm. but like it's very like it's kind of how Vancouver fans were talking about the Edler hit on Hyman. Yeah, like like, like I mean it's kind of how they viewed it from their angle, right? Where they were talking, oh, you know, he didn't do it intentionally. Oh no, well, but I mean like the Edler hit, I think, is more egregious. Like mate, once again, yeah. this could very well just be biased, but like. <laughs> Like Edler like stuck out his knee and like he he's has a history there. of that. Yeah, and he's done it before. Galchenyuk doesn't. Galchenyuk accidentally did this. And so I mean like I don't know. Yeah, like to me it's just There was there wasn't a malicious hit either. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, no, I just uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it to be honest. Just because like yeah. I don't it, it just seems like something that was just kind of overblown by other fans, like similar to another hit that was kind of deemed dirty by a lot of people, uh, the Rasmus Sandin kind oh, of man, reverse that's just hit. Like, that's just like classic, like Peter Forsberg stuff right there. Like that, that's just hockey. Yeah, like if you look at the replays, I mean, on the Sandin hit, he literally just stiffens his back. Yeah, and it's he like, didn't that's like drive it. up into him or anything. He just stopped and. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the thing is though, it's off. like it's like we you know like the type of player that Wheeler is. I don't like. I I don't think he's a dirty player at all. But like he's. No. The type of player that will play on the edge and play physical, which is completely fine. And mm-hmm. Sandine like probably knew that and was going to the corner against him. And he's like, it's either it's either he gets hit or I get hit. And he chose he chose the first option and just yeah, kind of like reverse hit. Like like that's what you're taught to do, like to protect yourself in the corners and stuff like that. Or else, or else, mm-hmm. who knows? Like like Wheeler wasn't going to back down just because it was Sandine. He was going to throw a hit too, and like the corners yeah. like that, things can get dangerous. Oh yeah, and I mean the thing like the size difference between him. What Wheeler's probably like six three, like two hundred plus pounds, and Sandine's mm-hmm. like less than two hundred pounds and like five eleven. Like so, I mean, there's a massive size difference there. It's not like you know, it's not like he victimized this small little guy. Like yeah, I, I mean, Wheeler's a pretty big player. Like it, it, he's a it, player who plays with that edge, like I said earlier, which mm-hmm. is which is completely fine. Like like I, I like that kind of hockey. Like I I yeah. I don't like dirty hits but I like like that physical kind of like that physicality when it's involved in stuff. So, so like, but, but yeah, like it's just a player protecting himself. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And I mean, yeah, like, like, like I just think the, the um, yeah, actually looking at it now uh, the height and weight that I have for Blake Wheeler up is six foot five and 102 kilograms. So that's like what? 220 pounds ish. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean I mean he's much bigger. So it's not yeah, like once again, it's not like, you know I mean Sandy's just this tiny guy, right? Like he's gotta do mm-hmm. stuff, you know, to kind of defend himself. And he did that and it, like like I don't think it was malicious at all. Like he just mm-hmm. stiffened up and we yeah. just bounced off him. Like <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's crazy. And I think this whole notion and like I know uh Actually, wait. Do you want to get into the comments? Like, do you have them up or? Uh, I do not have them up actually. But oh, okay. Um, 
I don't know. Is there an article written about them? <laughs> I think so. I know that basically like the gist of it or the gist yeah. of it was, uh, I think what Paul Maurice yeah. pretty much kind of called the Leafs dirty. Paul Maurice is always stirring shit up though. Eh? Oh yeah. He's, I'm just glad he's not our head coach anymore. <laughs> oh God. That was such a sad era of Leafs hockey though. Oh yeah. Oh was he, yeah. It was. was he, I can't remember if he was before or after Ron Wilson. He was before. So he was like Ray Croft, Clemenson, like, in like the end of like Matt Sundin, like, oh man, it's so The incompetency that the Leafs used to have that 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 was, that those were their goalies for Matt Sundin. Yeah. Andrew Ray Croft. Yeah. They traded away. Tuka Rask for yeah. Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and oh, man, oh, we could go on down that road forever. But <laughs> yeah, but no, but basically, yeah, Paul Barry said, like, he, yeah, I don't think he even came right out and said it. Like, I don't, like, like, like I said, I don't have the, yeah, but he very much implied that the Leafs were like, uh, crossing the line at some points and it's just it's insane to me like literally like, the, the what was it also because of simmons when he like walked dubois when like dubois was like running away from him on his knees <laughs> and after he was after he jumped on campbell <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> yeah like, uh, like like uh like oh like the one time the leaf and, and of course simmons got a penalty for that because every time the like the few times the leafs do like stick up for their goalie when they're like jabbing at the puck and stuff the leafs always get called for it like 100 percent of the time no fail yeah and yeah, like literally. now and like the one time that and like the now that the leaps are actually doing it now they're a dirty team all of a sudden yeah right like and it's just the most basic stuff every team does that every team yeah. go at you mm-hmm. like and i mean like what's crazy right is that simmons stuff was uh was a penalty but then if you saw like the last game from yesterday um when uh when galch just like he didn't even do anything he literally just kind of whacked at a puck that like Hellebuck was trying to cover before the whistle. Pionk, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pionk friggin' like just what like face washed him and like just yeah. did all this like it was like up in his face. Pionk is sneaky, sneaky dirty. Like you remember like what he did with Marner at yeah. the beginning of the season? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up if you didn't. Yeah, man, that's so brutal. Mm-hmm. And then like Shifley. Oh man, I hate Shifley so much. Shifley's always been like that though. Like yeah. just like sneakily just like i'm gonna slew foot you but no one's gonna see it kind of thing yeah and i mean he's one of those like skilled players so like i think he kind of gets away with it in a way like just mm-hmm. like like he's i mean i don't know i i don't i hate shifley though he just he just seems like the whiniest guy ever i'm happy he got benched yeah me too oh yeah that oh man <laughs> wow, they really sucked last game too, though. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the Joe Thornton versus Nikolai Ehlers beef? Which was, I'm gonna come out and say it. It was amazing. Yeah, I love um, seeing jumble like that. Like, you know, fired up. That probably got the rest of the team. Yeah, right. It's like it, it's kind of similar. Um, I, I guess in a way to the, uh, I mean, different circumstances, but similar almost to like that Spezza. Uh, fight against Columbus last playoffs or last play-in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, you know, seeing that old veteran guy, you know, getting into it with, you know, the the, the opposing team. I mean, I, mean, I think it just kind of, you know, gets really excited. I think it was so smart. Like, he got into the head of their mm-hmm. best player. Yeah. Essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'd say Ehlers is probably their best player, their best forward at the very least. <laughs> best player for sure, actually, other than Hellebuck. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, no, uh, 
yeah but uh yeah like to get under his skin like that and then at the end of the game too to go back at him and force the four on four taking their best player out of the game for two minutes mm-hmm. down two. that's just like i feel like that's something that like not enough people are talking about the fact that he did that like it was all about oh joe joe thornton is uh is gritty and getting tough again and all that it's like oh we love seeing the side of joe thornton that was a lot of the conversation on twitter but that yeah. was an underrated side of it is like how he got into the head of like if you can like like if Joe Thornton does nothing but get under the skin of like the players' best teams in the playoffs, that contract's a win. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, if he does like, I, I mean, people have been really rough on him lately. But like, if he does like half of like what he's doing right now, like, 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 like that's a win. That's literally league minimum. Like, like all he needs to bring in order to meet that contract is like the minimum. Like he literally just needs to be like, yeah, not a liability out there. No, like I also think that he's been like really good over mm -hmm. the last, like, like few games. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. Uh, what was it? It was like a fourth line of, uh, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks and Spezza. Yeah, it looks, Brooks looks really comfortable in that role. Oh yeah. I don't know if you take him out. No, I don't at least until, uh, until Hyman's back. Mm-hmm. I don't for a while though. Like I just think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Thornton's been really great though. Like you were saying. Sorry, I, I keep kind of trying, yeah. to, kind of going off. But no, Thornton's been he's been really good, and 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 I do think that is really important and really underrated about that. It's that situation, mm-hmm. right? Being able to pull Ehlers out. Um, I, yeah. I know I saw a lot of people clowning on him because like that that clip afterwards where he's just yelling over at Ehlers and Ehlers is laughing kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, like from the penalty box, but I mean, I uh, wonder what 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 sparked that. I don't know. Like people are saying, like there's a slash on that Ehlers put on Thornton, but like I didn't see any video of it unless it was like behind the play or something. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't really see anything to be honest. I know that they had that one thing at center ice, but people saying that something else caused that from before. I don't know what the hell caused that. But like my favorite was when he was when Joe Thornton broke his stick cross checking him, got another stick, and went back to cross check him some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird rivalry. Honestly, like there is a small part of me that kind of wants to see uh, the Leafs play the Jets in the first round. But it won't happen in the first round. The Jets are no. just are too good of a team to fall to fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, but. I mean, I don't know. At least in the playoffs at some point, that'd be a really good matchup. That's probably going to be the second round matchup. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to be Leafs, either Habs or Flames. Which I hope it's the Habs because the the Flames, Markstrom makes me nervous considering that he could just easily just be be like, I'm the best goalie in the league right now on like any given game. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's really hard. Like, yeah, you know what, actually, thinking about it, I, I would agree. I think Montreal is just kind of a bunch of posers, to be honest. Like, also, I don't think they're that good. But also looking at that, it'd be like, how fun would it be, though, for the Habs to actually not make the playoffs, too, at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I know there's so much, there's so many good stories here. Mm-hmm. Like, I would absolutely love, um, I, I, I would honestly kind of love both. But, I mean, obviously, you want the Habs, but... Yeah, like it's really conflicting now thinking about it. Like yeah. you, you do want to face the Habs, you want the Leafs to just demolish the Habs, but at the I same think, time, I don't think it's a it's a series. Like if the Leafs play yeah. the Habs, like I'm not trying to sound like overly confident, but like, but like come on, like, I've even seen Habs fans on Twitter saying like like if they have to make play the Leafs in the playoffs, they don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, 
it's so sweet, honestly, to hear like Habs fans say that and hear Habs fans freaking out about their team right now. But I mean, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be a series. We'd, we'd destroy them. Like we actually, they're lucky that there's a loser point because the Habs wouldn't even be in the playoff spot if they didn't lose so many times in overtime. Yeah, right. I uh, like the, I, like I mean, the NHL is so dumb for having this loser point. Like it's it's awarding mediocrity is what it is. Like the, yeah. Like don't the flames have more wins than the Habs? I don't have standings out in front of me, but I'll pull yeah. Them up. Yeah. They have 21 wins. Uh, yeah. So the, so the Montreal record is 20, 17 and nine and the flames is 21, 23 and three. So what you're saying is potentially is the flames can have more wins than the Montreal Canadians, but the Canadians can still make the playoffs over the Montreal over the over the Calgary Flames, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> that makes no sense. Good, good job, NHL. Yeah, and even uh, you, you look at Vancouver, right? I mean, they they're down by a few games, right? Like they're five uh, games behind Montreal, mm-hmm. but they have nineteen wins. They have yeah. one less win than the Habs, but they're eight points behind, and they have five less games too to get those yeah. wins in. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just it's insane. I mean, yeah, the Habs are just frauds. They're just they're yeah. they're the biggest frauds in the in the whole North Division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Um Yeah, uh oh, uh another thing I want to touch on about the Jets and Leafs. Uh what the hell happened between Simmons and Dubois? I really wanted I really was hoping there would be a hot mic that picked something up. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um like I I've never seen like refs give out a misconduct for like two guys tripping at each other. Like that happens all the time. Yeah, I mean Were they that afraid for Dubois safety if he had to step on the ice with Simmons? <laughs> yeah, most likely. I mean he just <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I mean I mean I don't know what it is. Uh yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't even know what to say. Just like, I don't know. I, I've never seen that happen, though. It's crazy. They play against each other one more time. Do you think you think they uh, they, they they drop the gloves? Oh, I would love to see that so much. I, I, don't, I don't think it would. <laughs> Just because I don't think it would be very smart for Winnipeg to allow uh, Dubois to do that. Because <laughs> he'll just look like he doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Oh no. And I mean like, even in a way like this makes sense for Simmons too. Yeah, because then he'll get that whole oh, you're going after someone smaller than you who doesn't fight kind of kind of label. But Oh no, I just meant the the wrist. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's okay. Uh what's the what what are what's the um odds from 1 to 10 that Ehlers and and Thornton go at it. <laughs> oh god. Um I mean, I put it at, I, I know it's not very exciting, but I'd probably put it at about a four. Like, I just, I don't know. I I don't see, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see Ehlers, like, dropping the gloves with Thornton. It would make sense for the Leafs to allow this to happen because that takes their best player off the ice for at least five minutes. 100%. But, I mean, for that very same reason, it doesn't make sense for the Jets. Yeah, but, I don't know, you know, emotions sometimes get in the way of, like, critical thought and and smart thinking. So, who knows, right? Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I just I hope would, he, uh... 
he gets in his head again, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much all he needs to do is just keep pissing him off. You know, keep cross up, keep trying to get under his skin. That was so fun to see. Like, I'm just like, yeah. oh god, I love that jumbo. Yeah, me too. It, it's crazy. I mean, earlier in the year too, right? Like, I I didn't think that that jumbo even existed, really. Or yeah, at least not anymore. Yeah, I didn't think it, it, you would see it anymore. Like, the last time I remember him getting like that was when he punched Mrazic like that, and Mrazic kind of, like, embellished it, like, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, like I mean, I just Thornton, Thornton really wanted him, though, eh? Like, yeah. the fact that the linesman was there and he was, like, trying to get around the linesman to get to him. I don't know what was said, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he just seemed real, real angry at him. <laughs> um, oh, more feistiness from... Like, see Sandine ready to throw a punch at uh at Connor when they're before the linesman stepped in. <laughs> Wait, no, actually, I did not see that. Uh, because after he threw that reverse hit that we talked about earlier to Wheeler, um, I should have brought this up when we talked about it, but I kind of forgot about it. Um, Connor kind of went after him, and then uh, and then uh. Sandine actually dropped the glove and had like his fist cocked back ready to go. But then the linesman both stepped in the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I'm like, Oh, that's why like now you're seeing like all the boomers, like even Baghead was like giving props to Sandine, which was like, what timeline am I in right now? Yeah, no, I don't know how I missed that, but no, I did not see that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was oh, like, is, you know, that, uh, that, that gif from, uh, uh, trailer park boys and bubbles like you want one <laughs> that's what it looked like <laughs> oh man i love sandine so much like he oh just, my god i'm uh, so happy that he makes riley so much more easier to trade in the off season yeah me too honestly he uh and it's crazy too to see it like because he hasn't played much in the last calendar year but like he went from like he pretty much like opening night at least of last year he kind of looked <laughs> almost like Bambi like maybe not opening night but at the very beginning you know he just he kind of looked a little awkward you know he would like fly off his feet pretty much right like like ah there was that one hit I forget who it Mm -hmm. was from but Matthews was gonna like kill him um yeah and like uh where where he got like hit into the boards hard Mm -hmm. um yeah and it was like I don't know. Yeah, the he's fact changed that he's, so much. The fact that he's like showing that feistiness and that mm. like physical plays, it just tells me that like he's yeah, he's comfortable here. He he'll do fine. He he can like I feel like that whole like reverse hit on Wheeler was like a message to the rest of the league too that he was sending. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was so like too. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a kid anymore. Like Yeah, right. And you just see like the confidence in him like um like completely just like like with the puck in like the D zone, trying to break it out and stuff. Like you just, I, I remember there was a uh, the one play on the power play where he it's, just completely just like faked out a guy and like skated around him, skated around him with the puck, and then spun around and just like passed it back. Like just absolutely full of confidence. It's so reassuring to see that. Like yeah. it, like like the especially him playing with so like there's like a swagger to him now. Like it, it looks like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just he's a completely different player than he was a year ago. It's it's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I really hope he uh I really hope he can crack the lineup. I um, think I think he'll play over Dermot to be honest. And I, I don't really? know. 
I don't know if they like I know like in the playoffs it's valuable to have someone on the back end like a Bogosian and it's not like he's been mm. bad this year either to yeah. like just be like yeah you're not going to play in the playoffs like I don't think like I think Bogo has earned that for when he comes back mm-hmm. but it's just like it's like like where else would you put him like I don't I don't want him to come out of the lineup Sandine yeah yeah I, know. I mean that's fair and I mean, you've already burned his ELC, so it just doesn't really make sense for them to just be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna play you, you know, a, a dozen games in the NHL, and then we're just gonna yeah, send like, you back." Like, there's down. no point in giving him the Robertson treatment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, yeah, no point in holding them back. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I know for sure, or I think for sure, right now, at least for the first couple games of the uh, the playoffs, because Bogo is probably not going to be back to start. Um, you know, uh, like I, I think they probably will go Sandy and Dermot again, um, unless Hutton somehow you know makes an appearance and they. Really I feel like, like they'd want to see what they have in Hutton for at least a couple games before the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I could see that. Hutton is just there in case of an injury. Like that's what he is. Like I don't see him being like an like playing over somebody that's healthy. Yeah, I wouldn't want him to play over Dermot or uh Sandine, like to be honest. Um unless he brings I mean Dubas kind of like talked about it in his presser that you know Hutton can bring a defensive element, PK sort of element. So I don't know if that's what they plan and like they just they end up putting slotting him in because you know he kind of fills that Bogosian role, but I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, no, I definitely think Sandy and Dermot start. And, you know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of with you, I think, actually now thinking about it. I I think I kind of would like to see Sandy and over Dermot. With, uh, with Bogo. Yeah, with Bogo. He comes back, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Leafs also welcomed in this two-game series. Um, Nick Foligno to the lineup. Um, what are your thoughts on him so far? Um, I think he's really good, honestly. Like I like I really like him. Um I think he kind of showed his value uh and showed why they got him. You know, like you can just kind of see him the way he's uh he breaks up passes and things like that, and just he, he just seems really solid defensively. And I mean he's got he's what point per game now? I think he's got two assists. He's two assists. <laughs> yeah. So I mean he he seems to be playing fine. That first line, honestly, uh they like at least I think of the first Winnipeg game, they weren't having their best night, but I mean, they looked fine. Like they looked like he, he looked really good on that line. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I really like him there. He's kind of is playing that Hyman role, which yeah. I would like to see Hyman go or to keep Felino there. Like it's one of those things, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or, do you just put Hyman there and then put Felino on that third line? But like it's 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 kind of like a mm-hmm. there's like tough decisions to make, but they're good decisions that like you'd want a good team to to have to be forced to make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just I really liked him there. I know, and what the one thing that I do really like is that he's able to take draws. You saw that on the uh, penalty kill, yeah. um, and and it led to like him winning that draw, you know, and skating it up the ice. It led to him like getting a shot on net in the PK. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I I mean, if he can play there, and if you know he can be even provide just you know just keeping the puck out of the leaf zone on the penalty kill, you know, that's pretty. Oh, I, I saw him on the penalty kill, and it was like yeah. He he's really good, like efficient on it too. Like the puck was not in the zone for too long when he was out there. Yeah, 
yeah, their PK looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly, you know what, I'm I'm pretty excited for him. And then I think after seeing him for a couple games, might be bold, but I do think that he was the right choice over Taylor Hall. Yeah. I, w- I was saying that from the start because mm-hmm. I think Felino gives more of what this team is lacking. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with the loss of Hyman mm-hmm. for a few weeks at least. Yeah. Um, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying for the playoffs when you have Riley Nash in the lineup, mm-hmm. which I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, you put Galchenyuk on that top line with Matthews and Marner. Mm-hmm. You move Kerfoot down to... So the second line playing with Nylander and Tavares. Yeah. And then you put on the third line, you do kind of like Felino uh, with Nash and um, and Mikheyev, just like a mm. shutdown line. No, oh, no, sorry, with Hyman, sorry. Yeah. And then on the fourth line, you do you have Spezza, Mikheyev, and Simmons slash Thornton. I'd really like that. Honestly, like I like that'd be a perfect shutdown line, that third line. Like they're all really good defensively. They they're call, all good defensively and Hyman can drive can drive that line um offensively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they and they all play that really hard four check style that I think, you know, just uh, drive teams kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean if you can get the home ice advantage, which they the Leafs are almost guaranteed to, um, mm. you know, you could really do damage right you you throw that line up against mcdavid drysidle or mcdavid even you know you're you're laughing like that's that that's a really really good line yeah um you could do that with like muzzin hole <laughs> as the defense yeah yeah right like you have uh and i mean i was looking at the the charts actually and last night it seemed like or it looked like muzzin hall played the majority of the 5v5 minutes yeah um, which I mean, if that trend continues for the playoffs, that'd be perfect. Um, you know, you throw out, yeah, Muzzin Hall. You got... probably like they have they've had a few hiccups, but mm-hmm. like that's like general like that is like your most consistent line. Like when you just want like shutdown play for pair or defensive pairing at least. Yeah. So like like you know like you can be pretty confident that the pucks not going in the net when they're on the ice. And then if you can have a shutdown line of Hyman. Mm-hmm. Riley and Felino to pair with that defensive pairing against top competition. So yeah. like, Oh my God, like you can't see right now. I have a smile on my face. And it's just thinking about that. Like, like imagine if yeah. Leafs had that against Boston, like, Oh man. Oh, that would have been, we would have like, we would have killed that Berger online so fast. Oh man. Mm. That would have been so good. But like, I mean, now even against the uh, if it's the Jets or not the Jets, oh my goodness! If it's like the Habs, or oh my the, god, uh, the Flames. you don't even need a shutdown line against the Habs. Like, it's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just for fun, right? You want to win every game. You want to get a shutout every game. Yeah, just for fun, just like Gates, like like Suzuki or whatever. Just like I mean, even is there who like whatever line Toffoli's on? I think he's on their second line, or is he on their first? Yeah. I don't even know. You just put it all against there. Like there's just. It, 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 it won't even be a competition. Like, oh yeah, right. I, I guarantee if you throw out, if you can match like even ninety percent of five v five play with the Hyman, Felino, Nash versus Montreal's best offensive line, like I, I would bet that the Leafs would have more goals when those two lines are out there than uh, than the Habs would. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it, 
it'd be amazing. I think that'd be a real killer. And, and, and I think it could go up against any line, really. Like I was mm-hmm. saying earlier that the McDavid line, like I think that would kill the McDavid line. Like I think that would completely neutralize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that would get, so if you like are able to like, um, like just get under the skin, if you really want to get under the skin of McDavid, yeah, you just get like Hyman or whatever to just shadow him, like literally follow him on the ice. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, that'd be perfect. Like similar to uh, Nazem Kadri. Yeah, how like Kadri would just like would be like on his shoulder the whole time. Like, you know, actually, now thinking about it, I would not mind having Mikheyev out against uh, against McDavid because you've seen yeah, them. Like, you they, keep up... they're as fast, pretty much. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Scratch that. Shit. Because Riley Nash might not be ready for the for the like the first round or the first two rounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible. If Riley Nash isn't ready, you put Mikheyev on that line. And then Felino yeah. at center. Um, I don't know who I guess you put Felino centering it just because he can take face offs. But then like mm-hmm. who cares? Like they're a shutdown line as long as they can like right. Um yeah. so yeah, and then you put Mc so and then you just get Mikheyev to just follow around McDavid like everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, just lifted up his stick every chance, every time yeah, he sticks on the just ice, get just under his just get under his skin, frustrate him. And Mikheyev's not the type to like, 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 like. I say this a lot in our group chat. Like that's something Nikolai Kuhlman would do. Just like slowly, slowly get under the best player's skin on the other team, mm-hmm. and then the other like McDavid will just snap and take a penalty at one point. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, he, man, like. It kind of reminds me of that Kadri versus McDavid, like almost not even rivalry, but that one game where you just completely neutralized him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that would be amazing if you could have McKayev do that. That'd be perfect. That'd be a that'd be a killer. And McKayev is the type too. Like he won't say anything either. Like he'll just do it all with like with like stick lifts and just like throwing in like a, a little like stick tap here and there just to like throw him off and stuff and like. McCabe yeah. would just be standing there. McDavid would just throw him a cross check and, and McCabe would just be staring at him until the refs come and break it up and give and put McDavid in the box. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, and you I mean, know, like, like, you know, like McCabe won't do anything stupid to like get a penalty either. Yeah, no, exactly. He's like, McCabe is just like the nicest dude in the world. <laughs> like he's not going to do anything. Like, Oh, he's going to do everything above board. Like he's just going to do everything legal. And just mm. completely annoyed the crap out of him. Oh my god, that makes me so excited to think about that potentially yeah. happening. Yeah, and you throw someone like Hyman or Felino at uh at like Drysidle or whatever if they play, mm-hmm. you know, Drysidle left wing. Oh, like, Felino just... too. Like I know Drysidle can get like a temper sometimes too, mm-hmm. and like really let things get to him. And like Felino's another one of those pesty players who can just like like if you tell him to just just make like Drysidle's life a living hell, he'll do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you hear about that too? That he like gave a speech before his first game and stuff. Like, Dude, he's I can't, perfect. I can't wait for that for that Amazon series to come out. Oh, me neither. I'm oh, God. Even if the Leafs lose, say in like third or fourth or third round of the finals or something, like it's still going to be so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just man. There's been so many highs and lows this year, and like, but like mostly highs. But I mean, there's been like a few, you know, oh crap, they're starting goaltenders out. Oh no, you know, mm-hmm. oh crap, this player is injured. Oh, oh, Matthews is out, you know, for certain bits games here and there, mm-hmm. you know, like just things like that, right? Like that, I think it's going to be really awesome. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Like I know. Like I I never watched it, but I know people who aren't soccer fans who watch mm-hmm. the one that Amazon Prime made against uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah. And they're like, I don't even like soccer, but that thing was beautiful. Like it was amazing, and it was just like it was like, oh man, that just made me so excited for the Leafs one. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. I just I don't know how long it is and. Like I, I'm one of those people. I'm not a big soccer fan, so I don't it's, know. It, but it's pretty funny because Jose Mourinho, like I've seen mm-hmm. clips of it and stuff. He's like, I guess if like oh, who's a coach I can compare? He's like John Tortorella to the media oh. at least. <laughs> oh no! So like he has like so many like quotable lines. Like there's one time he got asked about a player on another team, and he goes, "It's like his thick like Portuguese accent." He was like. I prefer not to speak because if I speak, I will get in trouble. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Yeah. He's their coach. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I might actually watch that. I love that gift so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's like John Tortorella esque. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we wrap up, there's something you wanted to talk about. Okay, so this is, uh, I feel like every week there's some sort of a, uh, like a what's going on in Twitter world, <laughs> you know, uh, like mm-hmm. every friggin' week. And uh, oh, this week, it's uh, it's juicy. It's really juicy. We kind of we teased it, I guess, earlier when we talked about, we talked about the media perception. Oh, yeah. But uh, so Jay Fresh put out some polls or he put out little quizzes, I think. And uh, you had to go in and fill out, you know, who do you think is the most underrated, most overrated, blah, blah, forward in the NHL defenseman goaltender. And for here's the top 10 for the most overrated forwards in the NHL, as voted on by you. One, Patrick Kane. Two, Leon Dreisaitl. Three, John Tavares. Four, Mark Shifley. Five, Taylor Hall. Six, Blake Wheeler. And number seven, Austin Matthews. Number eight is Patrick Laine. Number nine is Alex Ovechkin. And number 10 is Kyle Connor. So one of these things, I guess, is not like the other. Austin Matthews at number seven for most overrated. I mean, well, that's, what else oh. you want him to do? He's literally has an eight goal lead on the Rocket Richard race right now with eight games remaining. Yeah. And I mean, like there's nothing, like at least with all these players, there's something you could say, right? Like Patrick Kane, terrible defensively. Leon Dreisel, terrible defensively. John Tavares, you know, like he's around a point per game. He's done really well the last like 10 or dozen or so games. But, you know, he did have a slower season. So John, I could kinda... John Tavares, John Tavares is going to win the Smythe if the Leafs do the thing. I hope so. Like he's he that like he's like getting hot right now, right at the right time. Yeah, that that would honestly be amazing. He's, though. he's playing like he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's just like like he's like I'm gonna like he's like we're not losing. Yeah, and I mean it, it is kind of crazy too, though. Just that like he has been hot as of late, but he's still number three on this list. Mm-hmm. And then I mean number four, Mark Scheif. Like a lot of these guys, terrible defensively. Look, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and like that's the thing, right? You'll go through the list. Taylor Hall, not good defensively, you know. And he was kind of talked about like he was like, I mean, I'd still say he's an elite player, but so I think that's stupid. But you know, like all these guys down the list, they're all horrible defensively. The only player who's not is Austin Matthews. Yeah, Matthews is like one of the best two-way centers in the game right now. Yeah, he's really good. And I mean, mm-hmm. 
on top of being like the best or second best goal scorer, depending on how you want to talk about it, you can make a case, I think, either way. Or but, Ovechkin or for Matthews. Yeah, yeah. and like Matthews is in five years, Matthews is probably the best goal scorer in the NHL. Yeah. And so you have him listed at number seven as the most overrated. Like that's insane mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, this goes again about like the Leafs, like media attention because everyone mm-hmm. hates the Leafs because that isn't the Leafs fan because of the, Oh, Leafs get all this media attention. And of course, everyone's going to, going to say that they're the best ever. None of the media attention is any, is like ever any good. Yeah. Yeah. And like everything is, it's crazy too. Cause even when, you know, when it would make sense that it's good, like the Leafs are playing really well, you know, they could be on a five game winning, like it took them, what was their winning streak earlier in the year where like people were finally being like, yeah, the Leafs are definitely when they, the best when they the won North. 10, when they won, like they were nine Oh and one in that stretch. Yeah. Yeah. People were then being like, Oh yeah, they're probably the best team in the North. <laughs> it's like, like, that's what it took. Yeah. It took them like winning almost 10 games straight to like, like in order for people to even give them credit. Like it's insane. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean like all year, right. I, I remember seeing uh, different little uh, little clips right heading into the Edmonton series, for instance, little like um, quotes and things like that from media members being like, oh, yeah, see, look, you know, the Oilers, they could totally knock off the Leafs right from first place right now if they win all three games. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're going into a three game head and like that's the headline like, oh, yeah, they could knock off the Leafs, you know, if they win three straight games. And it's mm-hmm. like, how is like. Like, I don't know, what other team gets that sort of headline? Oh, if they win three straight games yeah. against this team, mm-hmm. they're going to, like, there was, I don't know. The, I remember there was one game. It was a Saturday night, Leafs against the Oilers in the pregame. Like, if you mm-hmm. had, like, if you're just a casual fan or whatever and had, like, no, not, like, no, like, knowledge about the game going into it, the way they were talking mm-hmm. about the Leafs, you would have thought they were, like, the last place team in the league. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like that all the time, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. It was like it was all about like oh this is what the Leafs need to do in order to beat the Oilers like if the Leafs do this they won't beat the Oilers but I don't think they can do this because because of the Leafs and like the Leafs like need to do this if they want to beat if they want to stop McDavid and like at this point the Leafs were like six points up on them in, for, in first place yeah and it was like what about why don't you talk about what the Oilers need to do to knock off the best team in the in, in the division. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like talk about, you know, oh, the Oilers need to contain Matthews. They need to, you know, the the leading goal scorer. Like Like that's what it is. Like, that's why, like, I hate when like other fans are like, oh, it's Leafs net or Toronto sports net. It's like, it's all anti-Toronto shit that they do because they know that or like stuff that's like controversial, like towards Toronto, because like they know that's what's going to get the clicks because, you know, blue team bad, (laughs) like for the rest of Canada. So it's just like, like, I don't know what it's like. Like, I know here, like, it's so like all the radio shows and stuff. Like, I know like you have a, have a bit of beef with like JD Bunkus and like, and, like Sid six zero who are like Toronto, like, got, well, Sid was national um, on Tim and Sid and stuff, but, yeah. but like JD Bunkus is like a local guy and like constantly just like shitting on Dubas and, and like the Leafs and everything. Like, I don't know. Like what's, what, what's it like in Alberta? Um, well, mostly I'll be honest, like at least in our local stuff, like it's all just Oilers, like everything is the Oilers. So, I mean, I don't get a whole lot of it, but like the national coverage definitely, uh, 
I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely the national coverage is a, a lot of leaf stock, but like it's not. I I, I know I don't think there's any. Um, you know, I don't think there's any shortage of Oilers talk like on every radio station that is an Edmonton station. They all talk about the Oilers. Like I, I remember I would watch um, low down with low tide, uh, low tides, a local radio guy. And he uh, local sports radio guy in all of his shows, like he would touch on like some big things that would happen. So, you know, if like the Leafs made a big trade, he would maybe touch on it. And like they would just kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's great for them, blah, 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 blah. And then they'd go back to talking about the Oilers and they talk about everything. They talk about, you know, the third pairing defenseman, you know, the the bottom six forward combination and things like that, that people are like, oh, that's what everyone talks about the Leafs as. But you know, like, I mean, that's what mm-hmm. the local markets do. Like, but I, I don't know. So, yeah. So it's mostly Oilers talk around here, especially. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. Like, like, so I guess, I guess the complaint then from other fan bases is the national coverage, but the national coverage, like what we were saying, it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Like it's all like, it's all anti-Leafs. So it was like this narrative that, and like and like this is just this goes heavily into how people voted on this list by Jay Fresh, like putting Austin Matthews and John Tavares in like the top ten of most overrated players in the league, and like yeah. that's because of like what national media does. Like it's always like how how can this team or like how can the Leafs beat this team when it should be the other how it should be the other way around? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, in, even on this list, I didn't mention him, but just outside the top 10 is Mitch Marner. Like, I mean, it's just, it's insane to me. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, I do not get it at all. You know, like, I don't know. I, yeah, there's just so much anti league And the way the media here too, even the national media too, but even the mm-hmm. Toronto media is driving up the price for Zach Hyman. <laughs> Oh my oh god, my. yeah. Like we get it. We all love Zach Hyman. I know you love him. I love him. Mm. But like cool it. Yeah, <laughs> like, people are talking about him like he's like William Nylander level. Like there was I think what was it like Nick Alberga and guys like that saying that like he was probably the third the, most important leaf. No, I've seen people say he's the, the most important leaf. Jeez. <laughs> like the most important leaf. Like um I'm pretty sure the most important leaf is like the guy who's leading the league in goals, but yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're franchise center, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's insane though. Like, and, and, and you had people talk about him making over $6 million a year. It's like, you have people talking about him what? being on the, Can- on the Canadian Olympic team. Yeah. Like he's so, it's so insane. Like, I don't get it. I genuinely do not understand the, like, I understand the love for him, but I don't it's understand the, this. It, it's the narrative they want to push of <laughs> look, Leafs need more players like this who can, who, who care at saying quotations and who, and who hit and are, and are getting to the dirty areas are gritty and grimy. Like that's the narrative they want to push. And like, that's yeah. not, it's like, see, look, they don't need any more William Nylanders. They need, they need more players like Zach Hyman. So like, this is like the perfect way for them to push that narrative. And then, and then when his price is too high for the Leafs to afford, then they're, then, then, then they're going to be like, oh, look, 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 Kyle Dubas. He's such an idiot. Look at what he did. He let, he let the most important player on the Leafs go. Yeah, shouldn't have overpaid William Floatlander. Yeah, shouldn't have given Nylander um, a, a, a contract that's actually below what market value would be for a player like him. Yeah. It, yeah, it's insane. Like, it just, it just feels like one of those. It's similar almost to 
the contracts, right? Like, like with the, with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, like all the narrative around it was Leafs. There's no way the Leafs can do this. No, no, no. They're going to have to trade William Nylander. They're going to have to get rid of someone. There's no way they can keep all these guys locked up. You know, there's no way possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and then when they do, it's like, now they're like, they, they, they kind of just immediately dr- Sorry, <laughs> I moved my hand and I flipped something off my desk. But they immediately just cut out the narrative. Totally, they never even spoke about it again. And then you know, like you had Friedman talked about, they were they were gonna have to. William Nylander is not gonna be a Leaf after this year. And then he just completely abandoned it. Totally, mm-hmm. once you know it was proven stupid. because because <laughs> you can have mm-hmm. a lot of good players on a team without needing to trade any of, of those good players if you have a good general manager. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then and now they're doing it the same with Hyman. It's like, oh, you know, Hyman's going to want so much money. There's no way they can keep them. There's no way they can keep them. Oh, they're going to have to trade all these guys if they want to keep them. And it's like, like, just look at their cap situation for two seconds. Freddie's gone. $5 million. Boom. Right there. One, that should probably cover Hyman. Yeah. But then you can also throw in a Kerfoot. You know, you can throw in a Riley. You can throw in a Hall. You know, there's, if you trade even Kerfoot and Hall, that's $5.5 million right there, mm-hmm. completely freed up. And that's your number four defenseman and your mm-hmm. one of your middle six forwards that you can replace with Nick Yeah, like, I like Kerfoot, but like yeah, he's, but he's, he's tradable. He's a tradable player. You can yeah. find another player like him. And and like, and like yeah, like I, I like that you bring up Riley because I think with the emergence of Sandine, I think he's the one that's going to be going to be traded for. Yeah, I think so I think, like, and, and, and honestly, I think mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I think Sandin can go and fill in that role and be fine. Yeah. Um, like if you lose anything, it won't be much. Like you can like survive and still be a, a super competitive team. Um, you mm-hmm. can, and then. And then you have Lilligren coming up, who is NHL ready. There's just nowhere to put him right now in the lineup. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think yeah, they actually have depth at defense, and and you can probably get another defenseman back for Riley in return, who's still pretty young and can play on the third role on the third on the third pairing. Because um, uh, as we know, there's an expansion draft, and I have a feeling either Dermot or Hall are going to get taken. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I, th- I think they're, I think they make the most sense. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I think you can make a case for either of them. Because you can only lock up three defensemen, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's two different um, methods. Like one of them, I think, is seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie, and the other one, I think, is like nine skaters and one goalie. Yeah. Or something like that. It's it's very weird. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right, for some teams that have four or five defensemen that they want to lock up. Yeah, like um, uh, like so. If the Leafs go and want to lock up three three defensemen, it's going to be Riley, just because you don't want to lose him for nothing. If mm-hmm. even if you are going to trade him, yeah, you don't want to lose him to expansion. Brody, and the third one would be Muzzin. Yeah, Muzzin. And like, yeah, you can't. The Leafs cannot afford to lose any of those guys via expansion draft. Yeah, no. And honestly, like, yeah. I mean, I'd be. I. I it definitely does make sense, right? You. You do want to keep Riley because, like you said, you don't want to lose him for nothing. Um, and I mean, Hall or Dermot, if one of them go, it's. Lilligren will be, be able to take their spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't think it hurts you at all. And if mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if you can make that trade, you know, you 
You, so, so say you lose a Hall and a uh, Bogosian and Riley. Well, there you got, you know, Lilligren and Sandine fill right in. And then you have, what, one other spot? And, and I mean, you can fill that in with the guy, right? Like you said, you can trade him uh, for another guy to well, fill like in. Me spot. and you have, like, been talking about, like, trading him mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh, like trading Morgan Riley to Pittsburgh because you know that that like Berkey absolutely loves Morgan Riley. So oh, there's yeah, I would probably take the first overall, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there's probably a deal that you can make there. Yeah. And yeah. and you'd probably get like a first, another like second or third round pick. Mm-hmm. Plus like uh like the name I like to throw around is like Pierre Oliver Joseph. You can put on that third pairing if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And in worst case scenario, he's a good Marley's player for now. Like, yeah, I mean, and, ha- just, and still needs sense. a little bit, a little bit of development. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I mean, you can fill that in right through uh, free agency. Like, like there's yeah. gonna be squeezes. Like they found, like, like they found Bogosian to come in and do an admirable job. Yeah, for a million dollars. Like, mm-hmm. and he's probably he's- their third or fourth best defenseman this year. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm shocked, like at how, like he's come. Like I was expecting him mm-hmm. to be like the Cody CC of this year, especially after like his first two games, which were awful. Oh my god, yeah, me too. I was I so was worried like, about that. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, oh my god, he's actually like an NHL defenseman and like a not bad one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't hate them to reacquire him or like re-sign him. I mean, um. But you know, Depends. if you can, if if his, I, I I think his ask might be a little bit too much. Yeah, um, like at this point, like he'll get more interest around the league, considering with how he's played and stuff. And he's only he's only thirty years old too, so he's still got some years left. And yeah, it's like, exactly. So like, I think there's going to be more of a demand for him. I just don't think there's a market for him last year, which is why the Leafs were able to get him for a million. But like, yeah. considering that he's actually put together a solid year, there'll be more of a market for him, which drives his price up. I don't think he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think he could take like something like a uh, a uh, a Radko Gudis type deal. Yeah, I think his is like three three years at three million or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like they, I think I think you could see Bogosian sign that, and at that point, like I wouldn't really want to sign him um, to that deal. Oh, sorry, three years at two point five million. I still wouldn't yeah. really want to sign him to that because I just I, I don't like the idea of you know. Uh, if he'll come back for a million bucks, I'd do it. Oh yeah, yeah. If he does that, if he's willing to take another one year or even two year one million dollar deal, I'd do that in a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. I just honestly, I think it would make more sense for him even just to do yeah, like a three year three million dollar deal, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it would make more team. sense. Yeah, three million per, not three million for total. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, no. If it was three yeah. years at three million, like total, I think I, I'd probably do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah. One thing I want to touch on before we're done. Is the, is the Jets and Leafs rivalry real now? I think so. Like, it has to be, right? Like, just with mm-hmm. all the comments but, uh, like behind it, like, all – I mean, that, that was probably, like, the most um, – uh, the most uh, physical game the Leafs have played all year, mm-hmm. the last two games. Yeah. Like, I think those are the most hard-hitting games they've played. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think so. I, I think it's true. Well, like, I thought there was always a bit of a rivalry there just because, well, even though I think, I think I like to call it a one-sided rivalry. Like it was just the 
Jets and like fans in Winnipeg hating the hating the Leafs just because they're the Leafs and we're the Jets. We don't get any national coverage. It's like yeah, you're, like you would. No one's even sure if your city actually exists. So it's just like it's like of course you're not gonna get the national coverage. And they would remember like like they would always make everything about the Leafs that playoff run when they went to the conference finals. Do you remember that? No, 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 no. Sorry, they went to the second round, right? Or uh, when they got eliminated by Nashville. Oh yeah, that playoff oh, run. I remember God. how insanely annoying their fans were, and like they were at their uh, what do you call it, like that what Portage in Maine. They were watching the game, mm-hmm. and they were holding up like Leafs like heads and stuff with like oh, an X through them, and yeah. it was like, <laughs> and it was, I was I remember like just laughing and seeing that. It was like oh my God, it really is and always will be about the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah, in in, in even the uh the line A better stuff, like the Matthews first line A stuff. Yeah. I mean that honestly, the first year you could make a case. Like you could pro- make a case that well, line you didn't A had a see better how they were both. Like you didn't see it like mm-hmm. firsthand, like how they were turned into NHLers, right? Yeah. So there was a case to obviously be made, but then like it should have just shut down after that one year. Yeah, yeah. After that, after that rookie year, yeah. I mean, Matthews just continued to get better, and Line A kind of stalled out, and in some cases, like in some years, kind of regressed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was just like, and and then they'd still always be doing that, and it's just like, oh my god, just get us out of your head, yeah, get the Leafs out of your head, please. Like, it's not healthy. Yeah, literally. And I mean, there, there's one more thing actually. I do kind of want to bring up. I should have brought this up when about the games, but. Did you notice that like every time Nick Felino was in the corners and Pierre Luc Dubois was on the ice, he like went for him? Yeah, like, every single. Oh my time. god, I was watching that too. Like, I, I I wonder if there is bad blood between them. Like, yeah, there has to be. No. Yeah, like like I just I, it makes me even more like curious about what happened. Like what you know what led to because we don't really know what led to Dubois asking for a trade out of Columbus, but after signing yeah, an extension. Just, yeah, literally. And, and I mean, he freaking, yeah, like it just felt like he was always finishing his checks against them. Like he was always just going at them every time they were on the ice. So together. I, that's another reason I'm so excited to see because, like, I don't think Felino really had the chance to have a clean run at him. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if he has the chance if he's just going to take it. Like, yeah, right. He was always in the offensive zone. Again, yeah. So. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I He's wanted that to happen to so badly. Like, yeah, I forgot to bring that up too when we were talking about the games, but like, but like, man, how fun would that be to just see like Felino just like absolutely take a run of, of, uh, at Dubois? Oh, God, to see him fight. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. God, I love hockey. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so <laughs> awesome, honestly. And I do kind of, I, I am excited for this rival because it's one of those. It's one of those rivalries that the NHL wants. Like they like they want them to, you know, to get these it's very um organic. It's not, you know, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, like Leafs way. Leafs and Habs for so long has felt like so forced. Mm-hmm. And it's like none of the teams are good at the same time ever. So it's like this isn't a rivalry. It's just like if you want I said this in a group chat we were in. If you want a real Toronto versus Montreal rivalry, just look at like the MLS and look at like um, Toronto FC versus like Montreal or Impact, or sorry, mm-hmm. now they're called they're called Club de Foot uh, Montreal. Um, oh. They change their they 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 change their name. Uh, oh. Anyways, um, 
yeah just like i sent it i i don't know if you watched it but i sent a video in that group chat where it, that like it goes into depth about like the rivalry and everything and like Jeez. these two fan bases hate each other like they cannot oh stand God. each other like like I, I have a buddy who's like a big toronto fc fan has like season tickets mm-hmm. goes to travel with them in the playoffs and stuff and like goes to their games there and all that like it, yeah. he's intense and like he was telling me about games and he goes to toronto you have to like expect a fight <laughs> she is soccer yeah like there's never a fight in soccer but in Europe all the time but this oh, is yeah. Europe right but like but like yeah like he's saying like like there was one time he got kicked out of the stadium in Montreal because he got a beer and he was like like in soccer they have like a way visitor supporter section so they can all be together kind of like just kind of like n- like so they're not just right anywhere and you can kind of like control like if there's going to be any like like fan fights or whatever yeah like they have like sections just for like the away fans to sit in and then it was like he was there but he was getting a beer and he ventured out a bit into the concourse mm-hmm. and this montreal fan just like swiped the beer out of his hand just like literally like 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 um disney high school bully style just like Jeez. just like <laughs> smacked the beer out of his hand and my butt and my buddy like threw him a punch and got oh kicked God. out and was like and was like and he's like yeah like it gets that intense like every single time we go to montreal you got to watch where you go you got to watch like where like, like you, you can't just like freely wander around the stadium like it's 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 insane i i didn't realize honestly that there was that much like very I'll, raw love for the, the mls to be honest the mls their fans are crazy because like it's not like the number one in a lot of there's some cities where it is because they don't really have much else like in like columbus or whatever or like in like there's they're like in austin now they have a team but like like it's really big in some of those cities yeah. but like in in cities where they have like every other sports league or like bigger sports leagues and stuff their fan bases are small but they're passionate and they're loyal as hell so it's just like it's it's insane i'll i will send you the, that video to watch i was referencing yeah, yeah you should yeah because that's that's I, I know in europe they are very very passionate i know in, that they're like you've heard of like riots and like massive people being killed stuff. over over yeah. a soccer team they support yeah literally like so i mean i mean i know it's very passionate up there but yeah i just had no idea it was here it was like that here or i mean not to the same to, degree, to, to a smaller degree but yeah. like those same emotions yeah yeah exactly i mean because as much as like i hate a habs fan or not i don't hate the habs or anything really um but They're just like, like, you know, like a annoying. boston fan yeah a boston fan for instance because it's a real i think the leafs boston rivalry is real um i mean i would i wouldn't just punch one because for him existing you know for him holding a beer i'm not gonna swipe the beer out of his hand yeah um like it would take him like doing a lot you know like not not even just chirping me but like insulting me like yeah, i would like, maybe do it but i can't even like like yeah like if i see like a bruins fan like at a game or whatever like like i saw one mm. at like maple leaf square and stuff when i was there for a playoff game and this guy was there in a bruins jersey and like people were just like people were just like chirping him and like booing like like everybody just started booing him whenever like they walked by and stuff but like it was just like friendly kind of stuff like that like just like banter like nobody mm. like actually wanted to like hurt him or anything but like 
man, I can't imagine this like liking a team that much where it's like it's like you see somebody wearing the other team's jersey and you hate that team, so therefore that guy's an enemy and he has to get injured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's crazy to me. It's I just can't different. Yeah, I just can't imagine that. Man. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's all we got for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be sure. Kind of went off on a bit of a, of a tangent there about MLS, but that's always fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. Let's uh, go follow us on Twitter at New Era Leafs. Um. Keep track with when new podcast episodes are coming out, articles, and a lot of fun stuff. Um. Go. Follow me on Twitter at JoeyConji98 and follow Gord on Twitter at RideThePine89. Any final comments for you, Gord? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I got. Um, except uh, Leafs won the Felino trade. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week.